You're listening to As You Are, a podcast dedicated to adding more light and love to your life, wherever you are, whenever you listen. I'm Mikkel, a writer and a life coach. And I'm Shelby, a mindfulness and yoga instructor and writer. Before we even get into any part of today's episode, we just want to offer such a sincere thank you and just all our love for those who have shown support for our podcast. Mikkel and I have been talking tonight as we've been sitting down getting ready to record about how we haven't even released these episodes and we already have so much love and excitement from our listeners or potential listeners. And if you're here and you made it to our second episode, then you are a listener and you're hopefully enjoying it. And that is exactly what we want for this podcast. It means so much to us. Yeah. And if you are liking this, we just want to remind you that the best way you can support this podcast is to leave a review or to rate it or especially to share it with a friend. Mm -hmm. So share that love, get on Instagram stories, text it to a friend. There's so many different ways, but if this is adding more light and love to your life, we hope that you'll share that with others. And that's actually exactly what we want to talk about today is adding more light and love to others by adding more light and love to yourself. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Let's just level with each other. Self-care and self-love are kind of becoming buzzwords. Mm-hmm. So for me, especially depending on where I am, sometimes self-care, although I think it's so important, can almost be like a little cringy or a little <laughs> overused. Um, and it can also kind of play into this shallow relationship with ourselves. Now that's not to say if you love makeup or a pedicure or a bath bomb or whatever it is that kind of fills you, that you are shallow or that is shallow, but it's just understanding what needs those actions serve to fulfill. And all of that comes back to having a deeper relationship with ourselves so that we can understand. So if you love We're just getting right into bubble baths in this episode. If you love taking a bath with a bath bomb, maybe you love that alone time to recharge. Maybe you love the time to read. If you love trying a new makeup look or getting your hair done, maybe it's the creativity. Just getting to understand self-care on a level that's not self-objectifying or shallow, but making sure it goes deeper because it truly sets through the tone for every other relationship in your life. Yeah, because I mean, those things are so great, but they're not substantial. And so I think our biggest goal here is to remind you that you need to dig a little deeper to build a solid and loving relationship with yourself. Absolutely. So in yoga, we talk about this principle of ahimsa. Ahimsa means nonviolence. And this nonviolence is something that we have to practice first within ourselves if we want to extend it to the world. In my favorite reading about Ahimsa, and I will link this book in the show notes because the author is escaping me right now, (laughs) Um, they give the example of how we treat others in truth of how we're treating ourselves. Now, this feels backwards because you might feel like, well, I don't always love myself. I don't always have a great relationship with myself, but I always show up for other people. Mm -hmm. However... They use this really great metaphor of a can of paint. And they say you wouldn't purchase a can of blue paint and expect it to go on the walls red. Vice versa, if we are harsh and demanding 
and taskmasters with ourselves, we can expect that that tension or that high expectation of ourselves won't come off on other people. Vice versa, if you are lighthearted and loving with yourself, you free up that kind of energy to offer to other people when they are around you. And this is such a beautiful principle and we can really dive into this nonviolence that allows us to go deeper with ourselves and sets the tone for all the relationships. And we could talk about it in theory, probably all night. But what I really think is incredible is hearing people's stories. So, Mikkel and I met on a retreat I hosted last year around this topic, and she shared some of her story of developing a deeper relationship with herself. And it touched me so much that as we prepared for this podcast and kind of went through what we hope you'll take and the nonviolence we hope you'll practice, I just couldn't shake the feeling that this is something that the whole world needs to hear. So I've asked Mikkel if she'll share her story with us, and I'm so excited to listen to it again and learn myself. Thank you. Um, Really, so much of our hope for this episode is to encourage you to take steps toward living a nonviolent life, because the journey to self-love really starts with becoming your own ally rather than being an enemy to yourself. And so for most of my life, I was my own worst enemy. The idea of developing a loving relationship with myself never even crossed my mind until a few years ago when I found myself in a really dark place. And so it's been about two and a half years ago now when I was nine months pregnant with my first child and I developed something called Bell's palsy. And so for any of the listeners who may not know what Bell's palsy is, it is the paralysis of the facial nerve. So basically I went from being fully functioning one day to waking up the next with the entire left side of my face completely paralyzed. And of course that was a really terrifying experience, but we we went to the doctor and she let us know that it could heal up in a few weeks, maybe a few months, but also there's a small chance that it might never fully heal at all. And I kind of took that as, okay, well, these next few weeks are just going to be really crappy and miserable, but as soon as it's healed up, I'll be happy and everything will be okay again. Um, But that wasn't the case. So I had never really been a confident person throughout my life, but any ounce of self-confidence that I did have was gone and replaced with self-hatred as I looked at myself in the mirror and literally could not recognize the person looking back at me. And as the weeks went by and my face wasn't healing, I spiraled even deeper into violence toward myself. And before long, not only did I not recognize the way I looked, I began to realize that I also had no idea who I was. And at that point, I think deep down, I knew that something needed to change, but I just kept telling myself that when my face was healed, then I would love myself. And when I lost the baby weight or grew my hair out or whatever it was, when life would magically be easier, then I would love myself. And so I decided it was okay to stay miserable and hate myself because my face just wasn't healed yet. And I put these conditions on myself for so long. But a few months passed and I began to realize that my face wasn't healing in the timeline that it was supposed to. That I was going to be a part of that small percentage of people who never fully heal from Bell's palsy. I began to realize that my face would remain paralyzed or at least to a degree for the rest of my life. 
And that's when I decided that I was done wasting my life away in self-hate. And I knew it was gonna be hard, but I was gonna figure out how to accept and love myself unconditionally, exactly the way I was. And I remember trying to look myself in the mirror and say, I love myself. And I physically could not utter those words. I tried so hard, but I didn't believe them. I couldn't say it. And so I had to start small. I started with saying simply, I am myself. And once that was comfortable, I accept myself. And step by step, like climbing up a ladder of thought, I moved up to, I like myself. And finally being able to say, I love myself. And that didn't feel like a crazy thing to say. And I plastered these affirmations all over the place and my world began to change. I was more happy and more peaceful and more myself than I had ever been before. I grew to know that this new version of myself had actually been there all along and that I had just buried her so deep in hate and violence that she never had a chance to fully be seen. And I learned that this idea I had that self-love was selfish or prideful was a lie, that I was wrong. Because when you love yourself, you aren't thinking about yourself. Love flows more freely through you and your energy can be given freely to others instead of being hyper-focused on the flaws and imperfections that you think you have. And I began to learn that self-love isn't selfish, that it's actually one of the most selfless things you could ever pursue. And there's a lot more to this story that I could share, um, but it took a trial that shook me to my core to truly begin my journey to self-love. But I'm so thankful for it because Bell's palsy was my invitation from the universe to look inward and to learn and to change. And I'm thankful that even though it took a paralyzed face for me to learn the importance of unconditional self-love in all stages of life, whatever it may look like, I'm such a better version of myself than I think I might've ever been without it. And I think that while there are lots of tangible resources and tools that helped me along the way, and we'll share a few of those as we go on through this episode, but it all comes down to this, this truth that is so beautifully said by Nayira Weed. And she says, you don't have to learn how to love yourself. You just have to remember there is nothing wrong with you to begin with. You just have to come home. So beautiful. Thank you, Mikkel. So if you're listening at home, I'm sure you're feeling the power of that story. So Mikkel, you kind of talked about some resources mm -hmm. that were helpful to you. What was most helpful to you in going from this relationship with yourself that wasn't about how you look or when you arrive at a certain appearance or a certain, you know, aesthetic or approval from the outside world. But how did you develop that deeper love that has nothing to do with any of that? Well, there were so many factors leading into it, you know. Um, it really all came down to being humble enough to accept that I had goodness at my core. And that if I believed, if I truly believed that everyone to walk this earth has light and goodness, that that didn't exclude me no matter how much I wanted to push that truth away. Mm. I had to take a step back and really do the work to believe 
that there was goodness inside of me to learn about my core identity and get to know myself. I think that's so beautiful. And I think whether we share Mikkel's story, whether you are a listener who found Mikkel because you also share the experience of Bell's palsy, or you're just the average Joe, right? Maybe you weren't hit with this particular trial, but we all hit that moment where we're backed against the wall of not getting outside approval, not feeling like we measure up to the appearance or the standard that we would like. We all hit that moment where we need a relationship that goes deeper than our smile or our hair or our weight or whatever it is. We need that experience of coming home and coming back to ourselves. So I think the number one thing to remember as you're traveling this journey is that it takes time. But like Mikkel said, the more we invest that time and energy into developing a relationship, because when you get to know someone, when you meet someone, you befriend someone, you don't just immediately know them. And the same is true in developing that relationship with yourself. You learn things about yourself. And the more you appreciate those things about yourself, the safer you begin to feel with yourself and the more at home you feel within yourself. And we kind of hit on this in our first episode, but the less energy you focus on hating yourself and picking yourself apart, that same energy is now free to go into loving others. So like Mikkel said, it's truly the most selfless thing you can do because you are unable to give more the less hate you give yourself. Yeah, and I feel like the more you know yourself, the more you discover your core strengths and who you are, Mm -hmm. that light can become a tool for sharing with others and for really living out why you're here on this earth. Because I, I truly believe that we all come with these unique traits and personalities and gifts and strengths and weaknesses and everything for a reason. And that we all have such infinite worth and value and we each have a mission to serve on this earth. And that if we really want to be that version of ourselves, when we think about that version that we want to be, that best version of ourselves, when we can realize that that already exists, but that we just have to get to know ourselves. That we just have to pull back these layers and chisel down to the core of who we actually are instead of listening to these narratives and stories that we're telling ourselves that just aren't true. Mm -hmm. So I think we're talking a lot about how it takes time and it takes work and it takes a little digging to recover or reclaim what has always been there. But I think if you're like me and you're listening at home, depending on where you are in your journey, you're like, great, but also how? So my experience with that hitting the wall moment, that needing a deeper relationship because things were stripped away, came a few years ago. And I want to keep this episode primarily focused on Mikkel's story. Um, Maybe I'll share more of mine later. But I was in therapy feeling so lost because these things, this outside validation and safety that I had always looked to was really not there. And as I was kind of processing through the PTSD of losing that, my therapist suggested an activity. I will level with you and tell you that I thought it was so dumb. It was such a small activity, but it changed my life. And it was a tangible piece of work that I could do to start digging and get back to that girl that was already there, but who had worth beyond what was seen, who had a core identity beyond what other people told me. 
And it allowed me to practice that self-care and self-love that goes beyond the surface and actually makes a real connection. So my therapist had me make a list of 50 things that I like. And I didn't understand how that would help me. But as the days went on and I just started observing the things that I liked and getting to know myself the way you would get to know a friend, I started to learn core truths about my divine identity. So as I filled out this worksheet and I noticed whenever I'm driving, I love when there is snow on the top of the mountains against the blue sky. Or when I'm on a walk and I smell a campfire in the air, that just brings me joy. Or when I'm holding a baby, I feel so grounded. Or when I make someone laugh, I feel alive. That starts to teach me about myself. I love connection. I love other people. I love the little things or the details in life. You start to gather this data about yourself and begin to go deeper into who you are. So we wanted to create a resource for you so that you can get started on this journey and take those steps to getting to know who you are based on what you like. And so we've created a worksheet for you and we have it linked in our website. We'll have it in the show notes for you to be able to grab. And so the front side is going to have a place for you to write 50 things that you like, 50 things that you love. Giving yourself time, of course, because it will take time to start to observe. And especially if you're in a place of self-hate or anxiety, It might be kind of hard to come back to the present moment and notice, oh, hey, these are things I like because you might be so devoted to all this energy going towards that self-hate. So it's a really grounding experience, but the backside of the worksheet is what we're most excited about. So after you finish filling out your 50 things, you'll go through and start to notice common themes, things that hint at your divine identity that tells you who you are and allows you to get to know yourself in a way that allows you to love yourself and come back to that love. Because our greatest hope with this episode is that you take away, like Mikkel mentioned, you are not the exception when it comes to self-love. It's not that everyone else in the world is worthy of love, but you're not until you get to X or blank, until you arrive at that place. You are deserving today And we want to encourage you to truly practice the nonviolence it takes to see that. My favorite thing my mom shared with me growing up was just this little phrase, and it can be taken so many different ways, but it was simply, charity begins at home. So if you want to share that pure love, you have to remember that that pure love first goes to you. And so to kind of close up this episode, we hope that you will be open to the truth that who you are is enough, that you have inherent worth and goodness right now, because it is truth. And somewhere deep down, I think we all know that. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope that you remember that you are worthy, capable, and enough exactly as you are. We'll see you next week. Bye.